about Trying to figure out what it's all about Existentialist Am I worth anything or just a scout? I don't know I don't know I don't know That was Great Sounds of Watts with Outside on WNHH LP 103.5 FM New Haven Myself Prestige with my partner in crime Long Island Raised Elm City Made E Z Blues is in the building. Easy Blues, you are better with introductions more than me. Who do we have with us today on Behind the Brand? Ladies and gentlemen, as we progress through life, there are certain moments that will stick with you forever when you actually got to watch the world change, whether it be the moon landing, whether it be the signing of the Constitution, um, whether it be September 11th, or whether it be this summer when the Supreme Court went against the people and against the Constitution and decided against Roe v. Wade. One of the most disturbing moments of life happened to us and it was a real moment. Now, some people can sit in that chaos and can sit in that pain and can do nothing and just let hurt, but some people, the moment that happened, started to reach out to others to fully network so that we could come together and rise together. We have amazing human beings here today that have put together an incredible concert that we're going to be talking about for the next hour. But put your hands together, not if you're driving. If you're driving, please keep your hands at 10 and 2. This is one of the most important conversations we are going to have. Put your hands together for Kate, for Grace, for Marisa. Thank you, ladies, for being here so much. And I just really want to dive into it today. Thank you for having us. Yeah, thanks for having us, guys. So, um, obviously, uh, we wish this was under better terms. We wish this was to further benefit education. We wish this was further for different things. But what made you guys want to go into action? Well, I guess I'll start um, here. I've been a musician in the Connecticut scene for a while since I had my kids and I've always been an activist. I'm from, I think I've mentioned in other interviews, I'm from Washington DC and protesting was like a way of life. Like, you know, I just really believe that you need to stand up and demonstrate if you want change. That is the only way. So when, you know, a lot has happened over the last several years, that has been just absolutely disturbing. But this issue that I'm about to talk about today really hit home for me personally for so many reasons. I can't get into all of them, but when we saw the May, I think it was the May 3rd draft opinion from Justice Alito leaked that he had um, and the other conservative justices had come together to overturn Roe v. Wade, I was alarmed. Like, you know, I think all of us were. Like, I never thought in my lifetime, in, you know, our children's lifetime that this would happen. Like, it was always kind of a threat, but I thought, Oh, whatever they're just trying to drum up votes they're just trying to drum up support so when i saw this i was just like oh my god this is so serious so i was scrolling through social media yeah i'm on social media a ton but looking for like camaraderie looking for friends and i you know i'd met um kate before passing strange because i interviewed her for my blog rock mommy and i kind of i knew enough about her to knew that like our views align on a lot of things. So I just shot her a little message, a little DM. I was just like, hey, we need to do something. Like, are you interested? We'll do it. And you know, I, but then the time passed and I forgot that this was really on the table and really gonna happen. I think there was part of me 
maybe it was to keep myself psychologically safe. Like I wanted to believe it would, there's a chance it wouldn't happen, I guess. So I forgot about it and I went on with my life, whatever, promoting other shows. I got COVID in that month and just life went on. But then on um, June 24th, when the decision went down, it was like the World Trade Center was hit with the planes. It was like, my heart stopped. I was like, whoa. I mean, it was just crazy. I, I was like a deer in headlights. I, I could not get my eyes off the news. I felt so helpless. So I'm like texting my friends who work for Planned Parenthood in DC. What can we do? What can I do? What can I do? Help me, help me, help me. So then Kate messaged me and she was like, all right, let's know. We got to do something. And I wrote a comment on someone's thread. I met Grace a month earlier through our friend, Sarah Dunn, who I, I, you know, you just meet people in the scene. And like, I thought she was like the greatest person, but I didn't really know her very well. And she was like, yeah, I want to be a part of this. And we somehow, we serendipitously came together. It was crazy. It was like, we we're on the episode of charm. Like all of us have very complimentary skill sets. In addition to being um, musicians, we all had different ideas on how to form a movement. I mean, of course there were like debates, like, do we make this local? What do we call it? But when we like really dove into it, oh my God, it was just like this powerful moment. Like we united, it was like the, we were the power rangers or something. And yeah, and now we're here about to put on our first event, um, our first Connecticut Voices for Choices event. And we're so excited, we're keeping it local. And, and yeah, and I'll let uh, Grace or Kate talk about the rest because they've been so integral to this. Yeah, I'll just add, you know, it was really, I think, special the first time that we got together over Zoom to meet because our ideas about what we wanted to do and what we thought was important and necessary um, were so aligned. And I think we also all had a pretty clear vision of what we had to contribute. Um, you know, we were coming at this um, primarily as musicians. That was the thing that tied us together that we had in common. Um, and we felt like, you know, one of the things that musicians and the, the music community could do was to just raise some awareness around this issue to try to get people mobilized to connect musicians who maybe feel disenchanted about the political process, because God knows there's plenty of reasons feel that way, right? Um, to try to get people motivated to participate in, you know, electoral politics, because Trump being elected is one of the reasons that the so many Supreme Court justices are now, you know, doing what they're doing, because he was able to appoint all of these justices. So, I mean, on the one hand, we kind of are stuck with the court we have for a little bit, but, you know, there's the threat of federal laws that could prohibit abortion access. There's always the threat, even in a place like Connecticut, you know, Connecticut is really a purple state in many ways, in ways that I think people aren't always aware of. New Haven, the New Haven area is very blue, but, um, but in some ways Connecticut is very purple and there are lots of people in Connecticut that are trying to restrict abortion access here as well. So I think for us, a priority was really trying to bring together the music community who I think in general are people that really support um the right of people with uteruses to have a choice over what they do with their bodies to really bring people together to try to mobilize around this issue i'll chime yeah, in too i'm sorry okay. you can't see no no yeah no, no problem <laughs> this is awesome um for me i think we all had a very similar experience 
um, the way Marisa says her heart stopped, for me, it felt like my stomach dropped. I was so sad. I think I've seen this coming. I mean, no one saw the this decision <laughs> that day coming. But ever since 2016, I've just felt unsafe. Um, and like, it just kept getting worse. And that was the day that I was like, I, I felt very just devastated for the country. Um, so I know I, I messaged Marisa and I'm like, all right, we're doing it. Like, we don't have a choice now. And I think I just took a day to cry or just sit in silence and then know the next day I'm going to roll up my sleeves and we're going to get started. And it's been a very empowering, helpful experience between the three of us to know all these horrible things are happening, but at least we are actively doing something. Definitely. Definitely. No, and, and, and first and foremost, thank you guys for being as open and as, and as honest as possible. We, we say on the show all the time, you can share as much or as little as you want um, about who you are and, and your guys' own struggle. And thank you for the transparency because it's, it is a beautiful thing. Um, and for, for the people that I will say are woefully ignorant how important this, this topic really is and how important the choice really is, no one is forcing you to have one of these. They're just giving you the option in case you might need to or want to because it's your body and your choice. But there's nobody standing and, and, and you know, pulling teenage girls out of high school and putting them through the abortion course, you know, and, and that train. That is, that is not the reality. The reality is human beings have the right to their body, period. Um, so for all those that have that hate mail, you know where to find me. Uh, it's cool. We'll meet someday. It'll be fine. Um, but, you know, as you guys are continuing to do this and... You know, I've seen the bill. It is a very amazingly put together bill because, you know, you have the option. There's a bajillion and a half things of talent out there. Um, and you guys were able to put together a very diverse um, in every type of aspect of this bill. So I really wanted to jump into that. Was that an active thing out there or did you guys just make up? These were the first couple of people you guys were just going down the, 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 the list calling as per like, these are your Avengers. Or was it like, we're, we're, or is there, are we sitting there like America's Got Talent and you looked at all the, you know, talent that was out there and you pick like the top 12 and then they had like a brawl in someone's basement. Like, how did it happen? Just to clarify, we're talking the bike bill. You, you mean the, uh, the event on September 22nd yes, yes, at the Bureau? Yes. yes. The okay, event bill, you. yes. <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah, it was I think it was really intentional on our parts. I mean, we, um, you know, we're three white women. Uh, three white cis women, um, and we, uh, you know, we recognize that that means we're coming at this with a particular set of perspectives. Um, and it was really important to all of us that the the event not look that way, that the event be more diverse. 
Um, so yeah, I think we were really intentional about wanting to include um, artists from a variety of racial and ethnic backgrounds, artists um, who were, you know, not only cis women, but also trans women, um, artists that were non-binary. Um, so everybody who's on the bill is somebody that we are super stoked to have involved. They're all amazing, impressive musicians. Um, and also, in addition to that, um, we wanted to have, you know, people that were um, coming from a variety of perspectives and the type of music that they they play and also in the ways in which um, legislation like this um, or, you know, decisions like this might support um, them and people who might share some of their identities. Uh, I, I love that. And I, I kind of want to dive a little bit deeper into that because there's still going to be a lot of people who look at this issue and it, it doesn't affect me. How does it affect me type of thing? And, you know, how does this affect other people than just say the three of you sitting here? Meaning, how does the issue of um, the, body autonomy the, yes, and body abortion autonomy. rights? Yes. Um, well, that's interesting. I mean, I'm, there's a lot to unpack with that question. And mm -hmm. I'll, I'll give it a shot, though. I think Kate and um, Grace could probably speak to this a little bit more. But um you know the issue even if you feel safe in connecticut like even if the state is doing things to codify abortion rights into law doesn't mean that all rights aren't under threat i mean look at when the supreme court made the decision to overturn roe versus wade and give the power back to the states um a lot of us didn't know that the states had these trigger laws into effect that they could just say oh well um, the precedent is with us now. So now the Supreme Court, and I think it was Justice Thomas said, well, we need to now look at other decisions that the old Supreme Court decided, like um, the right to marry someone of another race, the right for to save a same-sex couple to get married, stuff like that. So, you know, but so the significance is beyond the right for a woman or gender minority to choose what's right for their body in their home state. It, it, it's there are potential ripple effects that could last and impact generations. Definitely. Easy. Oh yeah, no. Um, so one of the other thing, yeah, yeah. No, no worries, I got you. Mm -hmm. One of the other things that people didn't realize as well, but by overturning Roe v. Wade, um, because Roe v. Wade was a decision about the right to privacy, it also overturned right. every single one of our HIPAA laws. Um, you know, people can now technically jump on the internet and research the type of medication you take. Um, you know, and that's really, you know, everyone gets so blinded because it doesn't, you know, and that that's a, that absolutely heartbreaking um, poem about the Holocaust. You know, they came for, for the Jews, but I wasn't a Jew, so I didn't speak up. They came for the gypsies. I wasn't a gypsy, so I didn't speak up. They came for the Catholics. I wasn't a Catholic, so I didn't speak up. When they came for me, no one was there to speak up. You know, when you, you need to continue to advocate, even if it is not an issue that affects you directly because it does affect you no matter what. And I really applaud um, you incredible human beings for taking this stand and taking this step up and using it in such a creative and beautiful way. Um, how did you guys land upon the beer racks? 
I mean, I think we were looking at different spaces that might be possibilities for us. Mm -hmm. um, and I think most of us had been, if not all, had been to shows at the Beer Axe before. It's an awesome space. Um, Dustin, I know you guys have played there before. Um, it's just, it's a great space for music. It's a great you know space to gather. Um, they have the parking lot that you know enables you to set up tables and other things uh, because initially we were like do we want this to be a big music festival or it's like all day and it's in a park and you know there's you know various forms of political organizing that you could get involved in and what have you and we pretty quickly realized like we you know we all have day jobs <laughs> we pretty quickly realized like i don't know if we really have the bandwidth for this maybe in the future you know in future years but for this year we wanted to do something that was um a little smaller and and would still have the same effect of raising awareness and, and bringing people out. And the Burex is a great spot for both, you know, having the space for lots of bands to perform. You know, it's in September, so they can keep those doors open out onto the patio so people can be outside and still hear the music. That was something that really appealed to us. And then we can have some tables set out in the parking lot that have information about the organizations that we're raising money for. And also we'll have some um, various uh, political organizers um, with a table set up to give people a chance to do things like register to vote um, or you know, information about pro-choice campaigns and candidates that you could get involved in if you wanted to try to do more leading up to the midterm elections in November. So there'll be some ways for people to access information. We really wanna do that kind of um, education and awareness raising in addition to raising funds for these organizations. So the Burex has just been really great in uh, working with us to make sure that we can make the event, you know, really accomplish some of our goals. And to add to that, the beneficiary organizations are Planned Parenthood of Southern New England and the National Black Women's Reproductive Justice Agenda. Answered my question before I asked it. That's <laughs> high five. <laughs> no, it's, it's incredible because we've actually had um, the, the guys from Hoax Brewing on. We've had Joe on from the Beer Acts before. It is that that type of venue that is just very welcoming for everything, whether it be their oddities uh, festivals. They they have a um, a uh, a Scottoberfest that is also coming up in different things. I love these venues that are continuing to show that there is a variety to the scene because there is a variety to the culture, and that again speaks very highly of your guys' uh, bill as well. There is a variety in different acts and things like that. So wanted to kind of jump into the planning aspect there where, you know, obviously you knew the people, you spoke with the people and they can, they are attached to the, to the issue, but also the style of music wise. I'm a big fan. Like I look at bills the way I used to look, look at mixtapes and it's got a flow. How, who's the mastermind behind making this one flow? Cause I got to tell you, I'm impressed, like super impressed. So I wanted to jump into that, maybe talk a little bit about uh, the acts themselves. On WNHHLP 103.5 FM New Haven, myself, Prestige, and my partner in crime, Long Island Rays, Elm City Made, EZ Blues. Passing strangers with us. Go ahead. Go ahead, ladies, and answer Easy's question. If you just want to recall, <laughs> Easy, what you just said, because I just threw you oh off. I think everybody no, off at one time. It's okay. <laughs> A lot of stuff is going on right now. Zoom's oh, going I back and forth like with the I volume. I talk a lot. No, I mean, 
I yeah, that, that's what we're here for. To talk. talk. <laughs> I don't think you're Holy talking and overstepping the whole entire anything at all. But <laughs> I have an answer for this. Um, yes, and feel yes. free to interrupt me. No, um, no, it's not our job. Cater Grace. Totally. It's, you can sponsor. I don't know. I don't know what you're sponsoring, but I've never done radio <laughs> before. Such a. I mean, we're sponsoring you guys. We're helping out your event. We want people to go to it, but you can yes, go right ahead. Know. I totally want people to go to it too, and I think they will. Mm-hmm. But okay, so this is not, it, it looks easy. It, it's not as easy as you would think it is. Like a lot of people are like, oh, yeah. you know, every band would want to play this. And it's easy to get a diverse array of bands. Well, okay. I don't know. I grew up in DC and I can say Connecticut, not the most diverse state. It's not. It's hard for that. And okay. also we wanted, it was, we, we debated for a while. Like, do we want to try for like big national acts or big regional acts? Like how much time do we have to put into this? Like, as um, Grace said before, we all have day jobs. Like I don't have hours and hours to secure permits, interview bands, get security involved. And with a show like this, like you probably need security, you know, cause that's just the way the world works um you know d- deal with a rain contingency plan we reached out to a lot of parks and eventually we decided local is best but the clubs have constraints they have only certain dates they can do it we asked about t- you know several venues like five or ten venues and we love the beer acts and we're so excited mm-hmm. but they they can't have music till two in the morning <laughs> so then how many bands can we reasonably accommodate right um can we accommodate seven can we accommodate eight and so each of us had, I mean, obviously we want our own bands to play and, you know, but each of us also had bands on a short list. We each had like five or six bands that we thought would be, or acts or musical acts that would be a really good fit. And I have to admit, I have friends in, in all kinds of bands. I, we made a conscious decision to put women and gender minorities mm-hmm. or bands with those as front people first. Mm-hmm. Um, we not, you know, I have so many friends in all kinds of bands, but just for this one show, we thought it was an important element. So then we looked at our shortlist and we're like, you know, what would this person, you know, do they, do this, is this person really fit? Do they um, make sense? Do they this, do they, you know, just, just sort of talking about it. Like, is the energy level good and stuff like that. And mm-hmm. we agreed on most of the acts. I mean, there were a few instances where people were like, no, we can't do it. We need to get paid. And we're like, sorry, we can't really pay you. Mm-hmm. And we had a couple artists where they were like, sorry, I can only play at 9 PM or I can't play at all. And we're like, sorry, we, you know, there's only so much we can do, but um, we tried our very, very best. So even though it looks like seven acts, it was easy to get. It was actually a lot harder. Mm. I do also okay. think the um, the joy of having the three of us come together is we right. were, like Marisa said, we each had a list. Um, granted, each list was a mile long because mm. we love every band in Connecticut. <laughs> but I'm, I'm convinced if Marisa had her way, it would be punk bands screaming at you the entire night. And I fully <laughs> respect that. Um, <laughs> Punk bands but, and Passing Strange singing and that, Ivory, and, Ivory and Blue, the punk version. <laughs> but but we did get um, very unique genres. There's more than one piano involved. That makes me very excited. Um, and even just Grace and Marisa from this bill, I've l- learned new bands that are singer-songwriters that I didn't know. Um, so it was definitely a fun process and very very 
thought out and intentional. Um, starting starting out, we know we have three white cis women on the bill. So <laughs> we crossed that box off and we just went nuts and, and we got really good feedback. People were very excited to hop on. That's great to hear. Yeah. I'd say too, just in addition to that, that um, yeah, I mean, I think we, one of the things we really wanted was not only a diverse, you know, set of uh, people involved and performers involved, but a di diversity of types of music. Um, and I think we're all really pleased that, you know, given all the things Marisa was talking about, where, you know, you have some back and forth where things might not work out with certain artists, um, we're really pleased with how it turned out because we do, I think we have, you know, we have singer songwriters, we have, you know, folks that do more acoustic things. We have people that are, you know, playing the piano. And then we have, you know, people like, um, El Morrison Falconeer that's, you know, doing kind of more, you know, synthesizer EDM type music. And um, we just have, you know, a, a variety of, you know, both Marisa and I are in punk bands. So um, I'm glad that and, and excited that it's going to be a variety of music. So anybody mm -hmm. that's thinking about coming, I think can feel confident that there will be something for them <laughs> at this event, whatever type of music is their typical favorite. Tell me a little about the variety. Uh, what are these names? All right, uh, well, Vicki F. is a reproductive rights lawyer, and she's also an amazing mm -hmm. singer-songwriter. It's kind of a beatnik rock vibe, and I'm super pumped, super pumped about her. Um, I can talk about my band, Trashy Violet. We've been together for, we call ourselves Dad Bod Punk, but I'm just kidding. There's actually two women who front the band, me and my lead guitarist, Anna. And right. We sing about human rights, love, all the things, and... Uh, yeah, I think, who else have we not talked about? Yeah, well, we, um, Falconeer, who else are Falconeer. Yep, Pony Bird. Falconeer, Pony Bird, who, Pony um, Bird, okay. Yeah, if people don't know Pony Bird, she's, um, or they are awesome, um, and uh, play singer-songwriter, um, kind of folk acoustic music um, on a variety of different themes. Really great, exciting performer who's been a part of the Connecticut music scene for years. Um, my band, Corpse Flower, um, is playing. We're a punk band, um, and uh, we're really excited about this event. We are our first, actually, our first gig. I'll do just like a tiny plug. Um, tonight. Is tonight? Yeah, at the State House in New Haven. So, uh, so this will be our second, um, our second show, and we're really excited about that. Um, and uh, Kate can say a little bit more about her band. Yeah, my um, very different, not punk, but just as angry. Uh, Passing <laughs> Strange is just piano and drums, um, indie alt kind of sounds. And mm -hmm. I think we pair very well. Um, Sarah Golly was one of the last acts we mm -hmm. signed up. And she, she's like a staple in the Connecticut music scene. Um, really known for her lyrics and really my type. I, I'm excited to see what kind of like what songs each band picks. We have short sets and it's, you know, it's going to be mm -hmm. intentional. Um, mm -hmm. So I'm, I'm excited to see what everyone chooses. And we talked for a second before we went live about, um, you know, the song that we may all play together. Right. <laughs> um, we'll start the event off um, just by doing a quick introduction about, you know, what's, what are we doing here? What is this event for? Um, and then we'll we'll likely also in that kind of initial time play a, a song that um, I wrote right after that 
unofficial opinion was publicized when I was really feeling pretty angry. Um, so it's, it's, I can't tell you the name of it because it's, we're on, on radio. <laughs> but but you, you can, can come blank. to the and hear you it. You can say blank and the word you want to, you can say blank on radio. off is basically. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Yeah, oh, yes. Basically yes, that's, the name yes. of the song and the, the refrain. <laughs> so right. I mean, I don't know, music is, the important element is music. Music mm -hmm. is such an important vehicle to inspire action and activism. I mean, from right. like the days I was going to see raid shows, like in, like in college and just to now, Bikini Kill, like the Riot Girl movement and like even Tori Amos just like has shows that made me cry and just look at just like, body autonomy in whole new ways like music is the vehicle we mm. if we have any gifts at all we need to amplify them if you are a musician and you want to come to this we are hoping to inspire you to raise your voice because if you're just tinder swiping or scrolling through the content you know that's great but are you making change like we all don't you know we don't have zillions of dollars in the world but if everybody can do a little bit and push sound in a certain direction, we can rally the troops. We can come out and get the vote out and we can potentially like influence like key elections like in Georgia and, and just there is power in sound in our collective voices. And I don't think you've asked this yet, but I would love this event to be the first of many. I think Connecticut musicians are some of the greatest people on earth. And I've, I'm from DC and I can say that with authority. I've lived in New York, Chicago and Connecticut and Louisiana. Mm -hmm. And I have felt more community here, more community than almost every other place will desire. I'm excited. I want musicians to come out and introduce themselves to me and be like, yes, can you get me on the bill for your next show? Right? It's great to see especially a female run event. You really don't see those, especially when it comes to uh, in this uh, independent music industry in Connecticut. Am I right, Izzy? Oh, totally. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, I, I think there is the room for it. I think it is a lot more accepting now. And when I say now, you know, because we still have, luckily we've been blessed. There's amazing uh, venue owners in Connecticut. I, can, I speak highly of Carlos until the cows come home. But there was still, and there are still a couple of old school owners that mm -hmm. we all could walk in and I have nothing to do like say I was the lift driver if we all walked into the, the, ven the venue and they wanted to talk about booking the venue they're going to automatically come and talk to me um and it's 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 ridiculous like it, it happens when I'm working the door at the at the state house people want to just like oh so what time is all this stuff I was like I have no idea I work the door I check your ID like this is I have I'm, no power go talk to people in power please go talk to people in power you know, so when you have these type of events and we need to have them more and more and more and, and Connecticut's also been one to, to, to have those events. You know, there has been phenomenal events that, that have come through for a very, 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 very long time. Um, and, um, but we need to continue this. This is something that needs to continue to happen. Not only, you know, from your guys' point of view, but there, there are people that look like me that should be not joining these events, but putting on these events, mm -hmm. you know, because they also need to say, you know, this is not right. And I can say it's not right, even though it doesn't directly affect me, but I understand that by this close, you know, what makes us different, I think is like, 
0.005 of like a genome. That's the difference in each and every individual person. That's the only thing that makes us different. So we all need to stand up because that issue that might not affect you actually does. And that's something I'm, I, you know, people know me, I got a big mouth. I'm going to say it anyway. I wind up in weird situations because I got a big mouth, but that's okay. <laughs> oh, yeah, but I have to say, I love playing shows with Shane Penguin because that song, like I've told you live in Technicolor is like the greatest, most timely human rights song that I've heard in a long time. I mean, and I've heard some great ones. So uh, I appreciate it. I appreciate it. There's enough talk about Shane Penguin. We're focusing on your amazing event, uh, which but I love Shane Penguin. I know, so do I. But it's it's your your event. Um, you're good. I hope you're I hope you're there, and you you bring the entire Penguin crew. I'm 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 going to try. So why don't you tell us the day that we have to go there? So it's September 22nd uh, at the Beer Axe mm -hmm. in East Haven. Um, doors open at 5:30. Um, and it's gonna, the music's gonna be going until about 10.30. So we'll have, you know, five hours or so of really great music. Um, so yeah, I mean, if you can't get there right up, try to get there right at 5.30, but if you can't get there right at 5.30, you can come any time of the night um, and you'll have some great music to listen to. Um, we have advanced tickets available online. If you are on Facebook, um, you can go to the Connecticut Voices for Choices um, Facebook page. You can join the page, like the page, do all those things. Um, you can also um, respond to the event. We have an event you know, set up for this event. Um, and there's ticket links where you can go on Eventbrite and buy a ticket um, in advance. So advanced tickets are $12, it'll be 15 at the door. Um, all of the proceeds from the event um, will go towards supporting those two organizations that we mentioned earlier, Planned Parenthood of Southern New England and um, the National Black Women's Reproductive Justice Agenda. Now, leads us into a great question. What made you guys uh, choose? Because there's a bunch and, and I hope you know, when you guys are that not to put any extra pressure, you guys got like less than a week and I apologize for saying this now, but like, like, you know, if you, you have a list, you know, at like one of the tables of all the places where people can donate because you can literally, there's all over um, the country and in some of the very troubled areas, there are these amazing foundations. So how did you guys discover um, the two foundations that you guys are sponsoring uh, with this event and how, uh, how did you select from your discoveries? Yeah, so I mean, I think Planned Parenthood has this name that people recognize, um, and they do great work. And I think, you know, one of the reasons we wanted to choose Planned Parenthood was because of that national reputation that they have, um, that we knew that would be a draw for some people because they'd recognize that name. Um, so that was one of the reasons Marisa can say more about that because she's been in touch with them. I think, you know, the other organization people may not have heard of before. Um, and it was really important to all of us that we um, have at least one organization that was really specifically focused on um, reproductive justice issues. So not just reproductive rights, but reproductive justice as a frame that's really intersectional. Um, so it's thinking about the ways that um, access to reproductive rights, access to contraception, access to abortion is um, really restricted 
restricted for some women and people with uteruses more than others, right? So um, especially uh, black women, other people of color, um, poor women, um, women in you know Southern states and other states where abortion is very restricted. Um, we wanted an organization that was really thinking about those issues and trying to fight for um, equality of access, for, for equity um, in these issues. And, and that's why we chose this other organization. They're doing great work. They actually um, partner with, I can't remember if it's seven or eight, um, but they partner with a bunch of other organizations that are smaller organizations that are um, more state level organizations around the country um, and try to support and um, empower those organizations. Uh, so that's really part of, of their goal as an organization. So we wanted to have at least one organization that was also doing that, that was really kind of working with people in these um, more local and, and state settings as well. Yeah, I think we also, the, the, we wanted the show, the beneficiaries, everything about this to kind of be the face of Roe. And, and Roe is not one type of person. It, um, people who get abortions are all very different people. And Planned Parenthood, we, we stayed local with Southern New England because we know in Connecticut, people are gonna have to come here. I think, that, I think the first day they announced that, I just happened to be lucky and live here. Mm -hmm. And what I thought, oh, we've got to get people, people are going to have to get here and they're going to have to get here very quickly because of the trigger laws. So with Planned Parenthood of Southern New England, we know that they have very trans-inclusionary services, gender affirming services. It is not, it doesn't leave anyone out. And, and I, I do really want to stress that reproductive health care already for trans and non-binary people is often miserable. that people are fighting for them and the the in our voice the same this other um that's kind of their nickname <laughs> down in dc is very big on policy and also focusing on getting insurance coverage for people getting money for people that cannot afford this and i think between those two you we've had so many options which is wonderful um but we wanted it to be the people who are really affected by this that you might not see on television, on interviews or in commercials, but, but are really the top, you know. <laughs> yeah. I'll, I'll add to that. I, I would agree with mm. everything that Grace and Kate have said. Um, Planned Parenthood of Southern New England, they actually have ties to specific abortion funds within their organization. And their transparency in terms of their funds and how they're spent is pretty um, unrivaled. 
So knowing where, you know, the, you know, you can see where your money is going. Like, do I know that my money is going to this specific woman in Oklahoma? No, I mean, no, I don't know have that level of granularity. However, you know, I do know that the month, like what percent goes to profit, what percent goes to the different various funds for different services. And so that's sort of a little bit of um, background on that choice. But like, as um, Grace said, we wanted to make sure we were inclusive because, you know, women of color and gender minorities are disproportionately affected by this decision. I'm not affected by this decision. I wouldn't have been affected 20 years ago. Um, so we need to give money where it's needed. And, and that's one of the things that I completely love and respect about what you guys are doing the most is the research that has gone into, you know, the, the foundations in which you guys are sponsoring and really making this event about it because that's the reality. There are so many people that that moment happens in time and they don't know what to do. And they can I know what to do on WNHHLP 103.5 FM New Haven. Myself, Prestige, and my partner in crime, Long Island Rays, Elm City Made, EZ Blues is in the building and continuing. Go ahead. Well, they're, they're just, when that moment happens, the heart breaks, the stomach sinks, you know, you feel completely powerless um, and you don't know what to do. And you're told, well, you're in a safe state, so why does it even matter? You know, why are you complaining? Why does it even matter? And you push down and push down to the point where you can actually start to doubt your own importance. Um, so I love the fact that the three of you have stood up. I love the fact that the three of you have stood together to be a face of this in a state that it isn't necessarily needed, but it is needed more than people think. Well, and I'll just say quickly, you know, uh, Marisa kind of mentioned this earlier in talking about her own activist history. I know Kate has a lot of experience with activism as well. And I also do from my years living in New York, um, and also doing some work in local electoral politics here in Connecticut. Um, and one of the things, you know, that I think people that have been involved in activist communities know, but people who maybe haven't before may not realize to the same extent, is that even just taking small steps when you're doing it with other people is a real antidote to despair. Because sometimes these days things feel pretty you know, dis despairing. It's just, you know, there's a lot of stuff that's not great about our world. But, you know, Kate and Marisa and I have been meeting once a week since this summer when we decided we wanted to do this. And I think for all of us, just the check-ins with each other, this feeling that, you know, there's people who understand how I feel about this and that are feeling the same way and that, care about it too and care enough to try to do something even that just is really em empowering and i think a, like i said a real antidote to feeling like you know what there's nothing i can do there's no way to make any of this better and to just feeling a lot of despair about it so you know I i'm really grateful for for the relationships we have and have been able to form um, through this work together and really grateful for the activist communities that I've been a part of that have helped me to, to learn that, that you know, doing something is work and sometimes it's risky because uh, like you alluded to earlier, Dustin, sometimes you get hate mail or you know, get people that are angry about what you're doing. 
But the benefit of it is that you get this camaraderie that is really irreplaceable and that gives you hope, I think, about the world. Oh, thank you. I don't know what I'm going to do once we have the show. I'm going to like, yeah. I'm still going to want our weekly meetings to plan the next thing. Exactly. I don't know. So. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I think that the truest answer is exactly in what you just said, Grace. Um, it's in, you know, it's something that I have definitely seen doing this show, I think more than anything else, is it is community. You can find healing in community, you know, and it is when they can isolate us, when they can make us feel like we are completely powerless, completely useless. And it's so weird, I'm about to reference this, but if anyone has ever seen that amazing movie, Three Ninjas, there was the whole parable of, you know, individually we are a finger, we are fragile, we can be pulled, we can be bended, we can be broken. But when we come together, we are a fist and a fist can be one of the most powerful things when used correctly. So it is in that community that we really can grow and we can heal and I'm so, honored and blessed to have you guys in this community um, that I love to call my community because I'm a little egotistical and it happens. But you know, uh, it is with my heart that, 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 that I just, I'm, I'm honored and, and privileged to have you guys in this amazing universe. Thank you so much for everything you guys do. You know, um, you said 5.30 is when everything kicks off. So that means for you people like me, that means be there by five because you're going to be late. <laughs> um, it's true. Shoot for five. You'll get there by five thirty. Um, now this is in East Haven at, at beer Um, are you guys waiting to say the order of the bill as for like the day of, or are you, are you guys, I think you should hold on to it. Me, yeah. I hold on to it, but like you could drop it if you want to. No pressure. Um, no, it's fine. I'm, I'm over keeping it a secret, whatever. It's going to rock your world. You're going to have a great time. Right. Yeah, whatever time you don't just come for one band. Good music is on. Exactly. Of course, my babysitter knows when I'm going to go on. Well, my, my kid's babysitter, <laughs> but that's, that's the only one. <laughs> <laughs> no. Yeah. Um, everything is starting to wind down, obviously. Um, I want to actually ask the three of you, and indiv individual answers will hopefully come from this, you know, for the generation next for that little girl that is, is sitting at home and not 100% knowing what to do, you know, can you take a second individually and speak to them and, you know, give them a little bit of empowerment as we move on? Please. Um, <laughs> this, I'm trying not to tear up. Um, so I have a daughter who is under 10 um, and I definitely think about her all the time. Uh, when it comes to the state of the world in general, what kind of world we're leaving for our kids, those of us who have kids, and for those of us who don't, you know, all kids are our kids, right, mm -hmm. like as a society. Um, but I think about, you know, with this decision, I was like, actually, I, so I grew up in Alabama, and we were down visiting this summer, and the decision actually uh, went public the day we were getting on the plane to fly back to Connecticut. And I just was like, oh my God, I have never been so happy <laughs> to be leaving Alabama and coming back to Connecticut as I am right now with my daughter. Um, and it makes me really sad to say that, um, to feel like I can't live in my, not there's other reasons that I might not want to, <laughs> 
that's for another day maybe. But, um, you know, there, it's a reason why I'll never move back to Alabama mm -hmm. with my daughter. I don't want her to live in a place where she does not have the right to make decisions over her own body mm -hmm. um, and over her own safety. And that's really sad to me. It's really sad to feel like um, there's only certain places that I feel comfortable living with her. So for me, you know, part of why I do things like this is for myself and for other people who maybe don't have as much privilege as I do um, that are affected by this decision. But it's definitely also for her. I want her to see her mom out there fighting for justice um, and to believe that she can do that. Um, that's really important to me and a big motivator for me. Well, that was beautiful, Grace. Yeah. As I am not a mom. I, since I was a child, I've always said I don't want kids. I've it's just like something that's always something I've always known. Um, and still, it doesn't mean that you don't care about these little kids who are going to grow into this world that is utterly terrifying. You don't have to be a parent. You don't have to be a woman. You don't have to fully understand what this feels like um, to sympathize. And mm. to quote the late, great Carrie Fisher, one of my favorite quotes is, take your broken heart and turn it into art. And that's what I would say to this younger generation. Mm -hmm. I would say whether it is a big seven bill music festival lineup you want to put together or you're just really sad and you write or you want to write a poem. I mean, just know, I think it's very important that it's called Voices for Choices. We are using our voices. We are using, you know, for bodily autonomy. Just you cannot take that away and telling little children not just girls that this isn't okay we're not okay with it Connecticut's not okay with it artists are not okay with it um and just coming together for a night of art and people's reactions to this I think is going to be a beautiful experience definitely definitely I mean, sorry. It's hard to really think about what I'd say to the. I was gonna say they said it all beautifully, and I just wanted to say thank you for having us today. Yeah, so. no problem. Definitely, oh, absolutely, thank absolutely, yes, thank absolutely. You. But um, you usually easy does this better than I do. But um, any uh social media that you want to give out, uh, just please tell the event where the event where everybody can go to again on the twenty second, and just a little bit of words of advice you just want to give to anybody going in your path? Yes, our social media, yeah. we're CT Voices for Choices mm -hmm. everywhere. On Twitter, we're CT Voices. I only had so many characters. I'm sorry. It's okay. It's fine. <laughs> it's okay. But we're everywhere. We're doing highlights of every artist, sharing their music, so you can like really get a feel for what is in store. Um, as far as advice, 
Yeah. I mean, together, like, there's something very empowering about just someone, one person telling you, you're not alone, you're safe around me. This event, you are safe with us. Um, mm. I think as dark as times are, you don't have to be happy. You don't have to be marching in the parade of justice. Just tell someone that you're there for them. I think mm. that's plenty. Definitely. Grace? Yeah, I'd just say, you know, earlier Dustin mentioned, you know, um, the importance of, you know, men, for example, um, sometimes stepping up and organizing events like this or just participating in the organizing process. Maybe not always being the leaders, but being somebody that's going to be a workhorse to contribute. And I think, you know, it's really important that um, people who are in positions of privilege in situations like this are part of the process and stepping up mm -hmm. and speaking out against um, what's happening. Um, so, you know, that's what I would say. If you feel like you're not directly affected, so I don't know if I should really talk about it. No, actually, that means that you should talk about it because it means you have privilege um, and other people like you need to hear about why this matters. So that's what I would say is, you know, um, I'm really, again, I'm, I'm grateful that, um, that you're having us on the show today to talk about this important issue and event and um, for being allies in that way. Um, and, you know, hope more people will do that. Thank you. And Marissa, any, any words of encouragement? Marissa. 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 It's actually Marisa. It's okay. No, thank you. I it's a, um, no, I, any last words? No, just come out, be inspired, take what you will from the show. Um, I have two young sons who are ages eight and 10. They don't quite know what this is about, but we um, take them to as many activism events as we can. When we had our last president putting, you know, immigrants in cages, we had them at the local downtown greenery to at a protest. Um, you know, do the, if you can only do a little, it's better than doing nothing at all. And if you go to events like these, you will meet like-minded friends. Definitely. So come out. Ladies, thank you. Definitely. Everybody come out to the 22nd on the beer racks for their event. And thank you for listening to Behind the Brand on WNHH LP 103.5 FM, New Haven, myself, Prestige, and... Am I worth anything or just a scout? I don't know. I don't know.